Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fine episode of Ghost Chronicles International, right here on the Woo-Woo Network. Woo-hoo! Anyway, I am Rod Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone and favorite Van Helsing. With me, all the way across the pond from the land of the Red Dragon, and all them big castles. The gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parsons. Buenos Aires. Buenos Dias. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I was actually watching. Of course, you're listening live right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Crackle Radio, or Radio Crackle, or wherever the hell else we are. Anyways, I was uh, watching uh, last night on the telly. Um, Telly, have you become British? A Christmas haunting. Oh, yeah. And and it was uh, Midsummer's Murders. I've seen that episode. Have you really? I have. And guess what? The producer of Midsummer's Murders is making, has commissioned a new film drama, uh, which is based very loosely on Borley and Harry Price, but without John Nettles. Oh, exciting. They did ask me to play Price, but apparently I don't look like him. Yes, you do. Just Only because he's bald. Uh, whatever. Hey, hey. Anyways, so you, you saw that episode, right? I have seen that episode. In fact, they've done several ghost episodes on Midsummer Murders. I did. I've seen uh, a few of them, which were really good. Sorry, I remember so- the one with the... Uh, they used to chop the heads off, which was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, that was well, good I one. mean... <clears throat> I'm surprised there aren't more ghosts in Midsummer because uh, everybody's dead. Well, pretty much. In fact, you know who the killer is. There's at the end of the series they reveal that the actual fact the detective is a serial killer because he's the only one left alive with the sergeant who's his accomplice in the whole of Midsummer. Oh, they have different sergeants all the time, so you can't. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway. it was interesting. I, I found it interesting because it gave me a little insight of what a fright night, I guess is what they call it in the UK, and we call them ghost hunts, is kind of like. Is that, is that typical of, of a, a UK uh, fright night or a ghost hunt? No, 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 no. They're exactly the same as the American ones. A group of people all get together. They all gather around the ghost box and start shrieking, and then they get the Ouija board out. And then when that doesn't work, it's... They resort to the psychic methods, I guess. They they start pushing things around and shouting out, and uh, yeah, there's no difference really. Mm, okay. Hey ho. Uh, there you go. Anyways, uh, we have a, a guest on the show. We do. Right. We do. Yeah, I guess that I, I know that you will have an affinity for, and one I I I chose especially for you because uh, I could think of 
you know, I, I look at your Facebook profile pictures week in, week out, and you're forever wearing hats and dressing up in various costumes. And you know, it's, it got me thinking, you know, there's only one other person I know of in the entire world that's got such a dressing up fetish that equals yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've, uh, we've had him before, but um, hopefully... Because he knew we were going to invite him because he's psychic, or says he is. So, Andrew Taylor, good evening. Good evening. I haven't got to do any woo-hoos, have I? And can I speak just English, or is is it you know prescribed that we've got to speak Italian or Greek? Uh, no, no. You can you can you can speak with a Brummie accent, but uh, I can do the Brummie accent. All right. So, so what is it you dressed as tonight, then, Andrew? Um, I've got my lounging trousers, and I think it's... Uh, well, I can't mention any brands, perhaps. It's it's a, a Slazenger T-shirt, so I did it anyway. Uh, so you're not dressed as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle or Bomber Harris or some mid-18th century dapper young gentleman? or uh, No, it, it was Bomber Harris on Saturday while I was playing oh, trains, right. with miniature trains, that is, and uh, it's uh, Merchant Navy this Sunday. You see, Ron... There's a man there. I think I'll just I'll just sit quietly while you two discuss the dress, the contents of your, your individual dressing up boxes. Are in the our, clo- our closets, <laughs> our wardrobe. Yes, our wardrobe. Uh, but anyways, why do you dress up? Why do you dress I up? I do Ron? reenactments. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do various reenactments. Uh, World War Two seems to be very, very popular at the moment, so I'm doing various uh, characters from that. Uh, Bomber Harris is the main one, and then I also do the Georgian period here at Blickling. At where? Blickling. Where the hell is that? Uh, Blickling Hall in North Norfolk. North Norfolk. That, that's Ron, where I'm. That's that. That's where I'm calling from tonight. I'm, not, that, I'm not at Steve's tonight. Is that <laughs> like? Is, is that like north of South Fork, South Fork? Yeah, it's right next to down. <laughs> it's right right next to Downton Abbey, Ron. Um, oh, uh, I know what that is. Okay. And, it's, and, it's, and when we were discussing the anniversary ghost, we did discuss. Uh, we did mention that Anne Boleyn has a, a habit of appearing uh, on an annual basis at Blickling Hall, which is next door to Downton Abbey in Norfolk. As Andrew will now explain, is it? Is it he's really there and I'm here. Is it what? really next door to Downton? Yeah, it's in the next I'd county, not... isn't it? I don't know, but yes, yes, isn't that Suffolkshire? Suffolkshire. It's, yeah, Suffolkshire. It's, it's close to Midsummer, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, they're all. <laughs> they're, they're all on that. So... They're all yeah, murdered I mean, yeah. out in Midsummer. All dead. Yeah, in Midsummer. There's nobody there. It's devoid of any population now. So, and Barnaby's the yeah, as you say, he's, he's the, the man that did it all. He worked his way through several sergeants, as Ron said. He just bumped them off as they became too knowledgeable of what he was doing. I'm glad you added ah. that bit. Working your way through several sergeants could have just got us into a big... <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you know, I mean, I, I had Unless... to... The, the American audience, audience perhaps wouldn't understand that. We got into this last year, I remember. The, fo- the foibles of the English language and how, and how the colonials have screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, now, I... I want to. The reason, one of the other reasons I asked Andrew onto the show tonight <laughs> is, is a we can we can share you, you two. Well, you two can share your dressing up fetish, uh, but we'll leave that. We'll come back to that in a little while. But Andrew is uh, I, regular on Facebook, and every morning um, he he rants away on Facebook to you know an empty audience, but. <laughs> Frequently, I'll follow you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, frequently he's ranting about most haunted, and his loathing and dislike for the program. So, is that because he wasn't asked? 
A pro- well, actually, <laughs> actually, there's a story about this, but I'd embarrass him. <laughs> you would, you would. Yeah, the fake letter. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed. You're not allowed, I'm not to, allowed mention to mention the fake, the fake the letter. Silent no. time. <laughs> yeah. um, so, what what is this being your bonnet you've got about most haunted, and particularly Carl? Oh. I just I just figure it's gone from sort of bad to worse and worse still. Um, I just don't see any reason for the program. It's not even good entertainment these days. Um, I think I've got the last three weeks on recorded on the the UView box, and I'll get round to them at some time. But no, it's it's just it's lost the plot. It's got no relevance anymore, and um, I mean they, they seem to got bogged down on the EVP thing as well now. So that, that, that's another thing, and they've got the sort of look-alike of Kieran there now as the the new Uber skeptic. Oh, yeah, he seems to be playing right into into Yvette's hands, and just Carl, I just don't like the man. He just seems so false and shallow. Okay, that's me reading. It, you see. Is that because oh, you're yeah. psychic? Yes, that's what it is. I can read the man ah, just from a TV screen, Ron. Now I see it. Okay, but actually, you know, it's not uncommon to uh, be able to read uh people are do readings from pictures or even a tv screen i mean i i coined the word uh photo scrying but um that's what it is is you can look at a photo and you can get impressions uh can you do that andrew I wouldn't say it's one of my skills, but I think it's something we all do. Um, we all make um, a snap judgment. Um, it's not just based on Carl's appearance, the way he looks, or anything like that. You know, it, it's based on, on, on stuff he said in the press. Um, you know, all mediums are fakes. There's only ever Brian Shepard that's given them anything that they could actually class as psychic. Uh, he's got no belief in the thing whatsoever. And then when you look at what happens on the show to him and Stuart, how can anybody that's having that sort of alleged activity happen around them turn around and say, oh, there's nothing psychic, there's nothing happening? Oh, very but isn't that, it could, isn't that just, isn't that just a, your typical media hype? Because, um, you know, it, with relation to psychics, I, re, I recall when Derek was on the show, when David was on the show, when Gordon Smith was on the show, when Ian Shillito yeah. was on the show, and Ian Lawman. Uh, on each occasion... Uh, Key members of the cast, um, key members of the production company, were on uh, have gone on record to say that the psychics are amazing and that this information is blown them away and is bedazzling them. Isn't this just yet more of that hype just to you know big up the current cast? I mean, and now we have. I mean, what are your thoughts on the addition of a demonologist? Ooh, a demonologist. Sorry, no, you've got it wrong. Can you just get it right, please? It's the expert demonologist. Yeah, the expert demonologist. The the former nightclub owner. Uh, Yeah. Well, if anybody knows about demons, it would be a nightclub owner. Well, yes, probably, but didn't he have... uh, I can't remember her name there. The the blonde uh, bimbo that was chasing the racing driver following home in his Jaguar because he got a big fancy car, according to Derek. For for listeners to the show... um, (laughs) Ruth Fred Ellis, Bat, that's the one. Yeah, Fred Batt, who, who is the current expert demonologist on the show, is uh, was uh, made, uh, made an appearance in two episodes, which I think was yeah. series two or series three, wild, from, yeah. from his home and, and the nightclub he, he formerly owned, uh, in which Derek deduced, um, courtesy of Sam, that, uh, I love in him. fact, 
In fact, Fred was a reincarnation of the knight that was a actually haunting his house. A knight Templar that was actually haunting his yeah. house. So, so he no. was a reincar. So Fred was actually a reincarnation of of the ghost that was actually haunting his house. But Fred didn't know that. But Fred he's an expert know- demonologist, but he didn't know it. Well, he wasn't an expert <laughs> demonologist in series three. Now, was he? But- oh, right. He's, he's read a few books. Uh, well, he wasn't an expert demonologist in series three, that's for certain. <laughs> but, you, you know, I mean, you've, you've glossed over the things that are wrong. But, you know, your, your rants have gone further. I mean, you've been very uh, scathing of the show. And yet I recall when we first met that you were actually a big fan of Most Haunted. I'm still a fan of the of the principle of the show. I just think no, I think you're getting it wrong. You're getting it, you know, connected with my ex. She was the big fan. She was the one we'd got Kieran's autograph for when he first turned up in Milford. If you remember, that's that. true. That's true. <laughs> I, I just sort of, I just let her get on with it. It gave me a chance to get out the house. Yeah, because you never wanted your photo taken with me, did you? No, of course I didn't do that. No, I didn't post that on Facebook the day I got it. And there is, there is no, yeah. So, so what's changed? Why, why, you know, why are you so critical of the show? Because it, its format may have may have altered over the years, but it's still primarily an entertainment show, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the reason I watch it now, if I'm feeling a bit low, because if if nothing else, it's it's reasonable sort of comedy. You know, I don't suppose it ever sets out to do anything more than the disclaimer says. It's it's entertainment and pretty crass at that. It's it's mindless entertainment. You can zone in and zone out, and well, you can be on e by looking at boats and things while you're doing it. So, all right. So, so having established that that most haunted isn't working for you, I mean, do you catch up with? I mean, it, it's been compared very unfavourably with Ghost Adventures and, you know, the... the Zack the uh, Six-Pack. Zack the Six-Pack with the tattoos and the body armour. Yeah, that's um, the one, and, and the, the goth. And his sidekick, um, Aaron. He's Aaron only got one now, hasn't he? Aaron, Aaron the Patsy. Yeah, Nick's gone guy. now, hasn't he? So where, where did Nick go? Has he gone to work for Most Haunted? Uh, I don't know. Ron, <laughs> what happened to Nick? What's that? What happened to Nick? He joined the Ghost Hunters. Oh, he's gone. He, oh, he's changed channel. Oh, he's gone to tap. He's gone to the Super Mario Brothers then. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> oh, that's wait okay. Wait a minute. Then. I, 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 ghost I hunting. Just it was a big wait, void. I'm, 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 wait a minute. I'm on the most haunted site. It says here ghost hunting and Midsummer's murders. Is most that haunted and most in Midsummer's murders. So most haunted did a episode of Midsummer's murders. Wow. Wow, that's, that's incredible. That, that's just dead. killed it now. I, I can never watch enough... Barnaby again now. Well, there's enough dead people in Midsummer, aren't there? Let's face it. <laughs> well, you just, you just throw a dart and you, just, you pick any name, as, as, as psychics are meant to do, and you're going you're to buy into some of the characters, aren't you? So, so yeah, well, you've raised the subject of psychics, so is that how you form? Is that how you work? You just throw darts? Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's the blunderbuss technique. I think that's what you term it, isn't it? Uh, well, the, the we, official we just, sense, yeah, scattergunning. The scattergun, yeah, that's that's the one we all do, isn't it? We throw out those names there, and and we look at the audience, and we try and guess the period, and we we sort of pick fashionable names from the period they might have been born in. So, no, of course we don't. But that's what you say. So, yeah, well, I think that's how most haunted work. Well, it works for Karen Wilson. Well, it, it, it'll continue to work for that lady, and as long as she's earning a few bob from it, then, you know, far be, for, be it from me to sort of hey, get in the on, way. Hey, come on, people. Sue us tonight, because you know what? Don't <laughs> care. 
Who are they going to sue? Yeah, who are they going to sue? They can't. They can't take my cottage off me. It belongs to the nation anyway. You can all claim a brick. I think I don't do cream teas though. Well, except if Ron comes. You've been very quiet on the psychic front the last few years since you've got into the dressing up box. Oh no, I'm 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 working on a few projects at the moment. In fact, I've I've got a guest that I'm working. Well, I've got a person that I'm working with that would be an ideal guest for your show at some point. Oh, care to share? Is he yeah, alive? Or he's alive. He's a, he's oh. well. He's, he was alive the last time he was munching Chinese at the cottage, Ron. So I'd hope he was uh, alive. <laughs> We're but, not getting uh, no, he's, he's a local author, um, and he, he does all the historic stuff. He does all the ghost stuff in the Norfolk area. He also is a member of the crime club, so he does ripper stuff in London and all sorts of dark stuff, body snatchers and all that. He does talks on it. He's, um, he's a reenactor lot myself, but he, he'd be a very, very interesting character. He's a good raconteur as well. All right, well, we'll get the details off you later. Yeah, that's not a problem. Well, I'm, I'm really, really disappointed here. Really? You're always yeah, disappointed. Because I'm, I'm on the most haunted tribute site, and, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going into that search box, and I keep typing in Stephen Parsons, and nothing comes up. I don't get it. <laughs> no. Isn't that marvelous? You see, I keep, telling, I keep telling you that... You've been eradicated. Well, I can only be a good thing. Wow, I, I really, really, uh, well, really... you know, you know how in the media, once you fall out of favor, as, as certain other people on Most Haunted have found out, um, you, you, there is a, a sort of Soviet mentality to the past, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of rewriting of the past going on. You become persona non gratis. You cease to exist. Um, yeah. In fact, in fact, I could. You know, there are several people out there who've been on the show whose careers have ceased to exist. But I was a ghost hunter first <laughs> and foremost. So, what do you, you know, mean by that? Well, you know, there's a few people out there who you know were not very well known mm. before the show came along, Didn't and they had their moment of fame, and then they've spent the rest of well, their, you know. Okay, I, I actually had to go to. Were you talking about Ian Shillitoe? Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, it's not just the, it's not just the mediums, you know. We've we've lost a few skeptics uh-huh. and a few and a few. Uh, who was John public. Gilbert? John Gilbert was Gil- the sound the sound man who had. Um, no, I don't want to go into that story. Steve. Who had a very nasty accident with a knife uh, in Edinburgh? Is, is no? this the one that wears the shorts? Yeah. See, she yeah, I, I thought that was a story you were going to go into, so I don't want to hear that one. No, I'm not going to mention that story. And we, we're not talking about the Phantom Spoon Flinger Phil Wyman either, are we, sir? So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I worked that one out along with most of the other, the other members of the, 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 you know, the public. Oh, wait a minute. I we... I found, wait a minute. I found them. Go on, then. Guess, who, guest who stars. Found... Wait a guest he was stars. a guest stars. Who Stephen was? Stephen Parsons, uh, <coughs> paranormal investigator. I'll oh. be damned. It hey, took me a while, but I, well, I was able to find the real. Uh, whoop. The real. They don't have a picture though. He was what? born in. It's an old. He was born in Swahili Wales. He was born uh, in Swahili Wales. It says. Well, he wasn't. He was born in England. But interestingly, uh-huh. although, uh, if, if, for those who care to dig out their box sets of Series Eight or scroll through yeah. YouTube and find old. 
dusty copies of Series 8 kicking Series around. 8, Episodes 12, 11, 5, 3, and 4. Yes, and, yes, and like lives. But yes, if, you go through the, if you go through the credits at the end, Parascience is the only group that's ever been credited. Really? So thanks to Parascience on each of the episodes. I remember that. So, Andrew, let me ask you this. Uh, I noticed that uh, in uh, Series 8, Episode 11, uh, Mr. Parson was able to investigate the Northeast Aircraft Museum. Museum. Now, I understand that, you know, have you investigated that place? It's on it's on the cards, actually. It's one of those places that, uh, living on the eastern side of the UK now, that uh, we'd definitely be paying a visit to, hopefully, in the very near future. That's a no, then, Ron. That was, that was the yes, English, English way been, of saying well, no. Yes, no, he hasn't been there. It's the polite... No, I haven't been there. Uh, the I've other got, one is the Pontefract one. We're going to that one at some point, so... I'll tell you, actually, Northeast Aircraft Museum, what, uh, after we'd done the show, uh, the... Uh, the trustees of the museum there uh, were raising funds to excavate or to, to uh, resurrect a, a Spitfire that had been submerged in a, in a lake somewhere. And Richard Felix and I offered, or rather Richard offered on my behalf, for us, to, yeah, for us to do a charity ghost investigation. So a date was duly fixed some months later, and you can imagine the distance from West Wales to the northeast mm-hmm. of England. It's about 300 miles, so... I dutifully set off um, and got there in good time to get the event organised. And Richard, who had about 40 minutes or so to drive, arrived three hours after the event started and uh, in a flurry of Porsche tyre smoke announced he couldn't stay long. He then... (laughs) He then, then spent, instead of uh, doing his talk, he spent the entire hour he was there talking to the press about future projects while uh, whilst his, his lovely wife was getting ever more frustrated and annoyed with him while she sat in the car. Uh, he then left. Ah. <laughs> so that was, yeah. And drove 40 minutes home. Yeah, that's, that was a sort of typical, you know, let's do an event together, Richard. <laughs> how, how fast does he drive from Derby to the North East Aircraft Museum? Uh, in a Porsche. Well, he's got a Porsche, hasn't he? So yeah, yes, he's got a Porsche, yes, yeah. yeah, you could do it. You, yeah, you could probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me ask you, uh, Steve, uh, since Andrew didn't investigate it. I mean, but I know Andrew has great love of aircraft because he's always dressed up like some freaking airplane guy. Um, <laughs> so, doesn't know the first thing about bloody aircraft. Except he makes he makes stunning. I know, I know the pointy end. So how was the investigation? That's what I want to know. Uh, well, okay. Uh, as we're talking about the Northeast Aircraft Museum, uh, as some some will know, and Andrew definitely knows, I have a deep, deep fascination mm-hmm. with aircraft. Goes right the way back to you know the earliest years. Uh, huge love of aeroplanes, and it was, of course, it was one of the key things for me going to an aircraft museum, being surrounded by all these old aircraft, and combining it with, with the paranormal. What was interesting initially was the fact that um, some of the staff had had their own independent experiences and were able to talk to them, and they seemed you know, completely genuine about, about their experiences. The show itself, I mean, you can watch it. It followed pretty much the standard format. However, there was one very, very interesting phenomenon which was reported uh, during the show in that one of the aircraft, uh, a jet fighter from the 1950s, uh, was apparently uh, affected by a poltergeist in such a manner that it rocked. 
it would vibrate from end to end. Uh, so it, it sounds like infrastructure sound to me. It would. Well, yeah, well, we we gathered in the hangar one one night, uh, and we had some of the production cast at the other end of the aircraft. And the savvy sort of plane enthusiast ghost investigator at the nose end of the aircraft, uh, with a good view down the length of the aircraft, which is about 45 feet long. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? It was moving. It absolutely. No. It, the aircraft moved. It, it, you could feel it rocking from, from tail to nose, from tail to nose, which I thought was amazing. Was it and, Which end were you and, hanging and, on? And, and, as, and as I said, as, as I think I said out loud on camera, the movement seems to be coming from the tail. Was it good for you? It was amazing for me. Um, <laughs> it also, I mean, that, 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 that episode also gave me a very good uh, grounding in remembering to breathe in the right places when you're in front of a camera. Uh, otherwise you, so, otherwise so you, you can't be edited. Otherwise, you, so, end, you, yeah, you can end up saying things that you didn't so, quite intend to say. So is this what happened? The, you guys noticed that the airplane was moving, and then you all gathered around it and looked in the window? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, the aircraft is a single-seat jet fighter. Um, and uh, the story that we, we were given uh, was that the aircraft uh, has been seen to rock, tilt from nose to tail. And so at some point during the night, in the darkness of the, of the, of the hangar, surrounded by all the other aircraft, uh, some of the cast crew went to the tail end of the aircraft and... Uh, in, you know, went to the nose end of the aircraft and leant upon it, and it moved. Hmm. I say no so more. So you were leaning on it. You were leaning I, on it. I wasn't leaning on it. Who who was at the tail end then? If that was the end that went down. Do you know what? It was dark. There was no Phil Wyman, so you can't blame him. You were there to keep you know, oh, the rain on all it, on it all was, things scientific. It was, it was dark. You know, I'd have to go back through the video. Yeah, I'm sure Carl and Stuart were, were somewhere around. Um, well, they had to be, didn't Carl they? He's a big love, Stuart. They're, they're scared of their own shadow, so they wouldn't even be near that thing. Oh, but they they're pretty close. They've never witnessed anything. They, they've never witnessed anything. They can't explain by natural circumstances. They, they've actually gone on record as saying that. They're, well, well, I don't know so much see, about I, I see them screaming like little girls in, in half the episodes. Oh, well, no, this is, this, this is what I'm saying. You know, Carl comes out with his, uh, you know, he's got a record of saying that he's never actually seen anything that he can put down to being paranormal. Oh. And yet he's running and screaming, as you say, like a little girl with Stuart. So. Right. Stuart's just impressionable. Right. He's another cat, really. They've, they've lost the makeup lady and they've kept Stuart there. Oh, so I mean, he's the one, he's the one they get screaming. Have you got the new series in America yet? No, we don't, and I'm waiting oh, with bated breath. You are in for a treat because one of, one of the new, the one that, as you're coming up to the break, but one of the new cast members is, uh, I can't remember her name now, the woman at the end of the Yeah. Yes, the, she, I can't this, think, yeah. And I, do you know what? I'm surprised she hasn't left a puddle on the floor. Um, oh, good, good, good. This, yeah, this, this, good. this, this young lady um, takes fear to a whole new level. Um, I love it. I, I, as I say, I'm, I'm surprised she's not wearing diapers or leaving puddles around the floor. Um, she's another cat out. It's, she's another it's cat out, really. Way, 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 way more. I, it's only a matter of time before she dissolves into a big puddle on the set. Yeah, I, I know we're coming up to the break now. In fact, we only had a few seconds. But I, I do want to mention, I, I did see the cheerle- cheerleading ghost 
hunting show, which was pretty interesting. And they brought I've, not seen that. I've not seen that yet. So, anyways, uh, we have to take a break right now. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Mr. Steve Parson, the star of Most Haunted in episodes 11, 12, and whatever. <laughs> and New England's own Van Helsick and our special guest, Andrew Blasphemius, whatever that was. <laughs> Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be with remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased. We'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give the awards to the Parrax family. Greetings and felicitations. I am Ron Collette, New England's own Van Helsing. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell. You are here at the elegant Benefit Hall, the Downton Abbey of Venice. And we would like to extend a formal invitation to you. To tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. On Tokenet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal. You can even listen live on your smartphone with your tune-in app. I'll catch the podcast on iTunes. And now, time for tea. And as the tribal drumming fades into the distance, we're back to part two of Ghost Chronicles International. Tonight's uh, an interesting uh, guest, um, a psychic, he says, uh, with a fetish for dressing up like Ron, like Ron has. So uh, it's making for an interesting conversation. But this guy, before the break, Andy Taylor, our guest tonight, was airing his 
personal beef against the most haunted. Um, I don't know if people are fans. Write in and complain about our choice of guest um, or what he's saying. Get on the chat rooms and tell us what you think about most haunted. Tell us what you think about ghost adventures and. Oh no, let's not go there. Yeah, let's go there. Let's because let's, I mean we're in the dressing up box, you know. Let's play toy soldiers and yeah. Actually, the Zach seems to have toned down a little bit lately, doesn't he? He's sort of lost the. The, the, you know, the sort of uh, SWAT look. In, no, this in is fav- not the shot look. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in favour of a more um, considered geek. geeky... Yeah, the, the glasses geeky do it. it. It's the glasses. It's those big glasses. I'm sure there's not actually glass in them. Is is Ghost Adventures still as popular uh, on on the American side of the uh, the water, Rob? Yeah, I'm sure it is. That was a good answer. Conversation-provoking <laughs> answer, that was. So I want to know, I mean, uh, Andrew is a medium. Are you a medium or just a psychic? I, I, nobody's ever defined the difference. I'm a psychic medium. So the, the reason I say psychic medium is because I'm not a spiritualist medium. I don't see as it's a, an article of faith. I don't connect with any sort of church. Okay. Well, there is a, there's a very clear difference between a psychic and a medium. Yes, there is. Well, 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 well yes, yeah, so I act as a go-between. I'm also psychic, so I, I do both roles then. Right, right. I can do both so, of them. I mean, you have to dress up for that. So his yes, oh, yes. Wait, 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 wait. I I have an idea, and I want to see if Andrew will do it. Andrew, how about we do a show from a haunted location, and then you could get messages from one of the dead people walking around there, and we could interview them on the show. We could try it. We we could even use Blickling here if I can get a signal. <laughs> There you tell go. What we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. Andrew's coming down to West Wales in August. Oh, no, no. I don't want to go to West Wales. I want to go someplace away <laughs> from you, Parsons. <laughs> oh, okay. Only I was going to we, say we, that we could go out and we could record something locally. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to record something. Oh, you don't I want, want to, to do, do something. live. I want to do it live. So we're going to need good good internet connection most, then to manage that. Most Chronicles Live. Most Ghost Chronicles Live. See, here you go. Well, we can do it live. We could, we've done, we live, we've done live before. Yeah. We could do it. Yeah. But when? <laughs> and well, where? We will set it up. We will set it up. And, and if we have to yeah. go to Parsons, we'll go to Parsons. Well, there's a good chance we could do that in August because Andrew's got to come back to West Wales for a few days because um, his his tag uh, has to be renewed. Still more money? Yeah. Well, he has one of these electronic tags, and they have to change the batteries every twelve months, so he has to come back over. So uh, no, I have, to, I have to come back and apply for a new English visa to, to cross the border back into England. Yeah, even though he's English, can't you tell by that accent? <laughs> he can't. Yes, do, it's different. See, the, the trouble with Brummies is they can't do a Welsh accent. See. Yeah. What no, I can't. I definitely can't. But my children all do, <laughs> except for Peter. So, anyways, uh, Andrew, I, I assume that you're. Uh, older in life than you were when you were younger in life i hope so <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was i was doing some research and i found out that spr did this uh research on uh children and they found out that the younger the children the more psychic they were uh yes i'd, I'd go along with that yes very so, much so did you find that in your own life uh, um well, I mean, I've told the story before. I don't know if I told it on the show. Um, 
my mother died before I was a year old. Um, I wasn't aware of that, obviously. I was six months old. My father had got two adopted daughters, and he remarried very quickly. He needed a mother back in the early 60s to look after these children. And uh, I, w- I was raised thinking my stepmother was my mother until I was a teenager. Um, and then I found out the truth. Um, just a couple of years before my father died, I had dinner with him up in the Midlands. I'd gone up there for the day from West Wales. And he turned around and said to me, I was trying to work out where you got all this, you know, the, the fact that you can contact dead people from. And he said, and I remember as a child, he said, you'd be playing in your room every night. He said, and you didn't have a lot of language. He said, you'd be burbling away and <laughs> drawing on bits of paper and wallpaper. And they'd always give me crayons and paper. And I used to occupy myself most of the time. And then he said this went on for several years. And he said, and as my vocabulary grew, he could hear me talking to somebody in the room with me. So he came in the one day, I suppose I'd be six or seven years old, and he said, well, who is it that you talk to when you're alone in your room? And I said, well, it's the lady in white that comes to teach me to draw. And my mother was a commercial artist. So, yes, um, I think the reason, as I say, younger children, they've got this psychic ability, and I think peer pressure and the pressures of modern life sort of push it out of you. But when I was in that situation where... I'd got nobody I could really connect with. I mean, I wouldn't say my stepmother, bless her, was totally wicked, but she wasn't exactly the best mother to me. I connected with my own Rocked mother. And I think, well, that's is it, you know. <laughs> but I kept, I kept that connection with my birth mother, and yeah. it shocked me because he, he only told me that, as I say, um, it's probably about five, six years ago now. I don't know if I knew Steve. I probably did at the time. I don't know if I told him, but it shocked me that, it, that, he, that he came out with that tr- Proof, like, and the so, day he told me, I drove back to West Wales and I stopped twice, broke down in floods of tears on the way home. Oh, <laughs> the sun's shining the show now. That's nice. That's a, that's well, a yeah, nice story, it, it, Andrew. When, when it hits you, you know, people, you know, yeah, I know yeah. we, we, we go on about people faking it and all the rest of it, but, but when it affects you that deeply, um, you can't fake that. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've done readings for people and I've had the most off-the-wall things come through, and what I was always told was that, you know, however crazy it sounds, you say it. Exactly. It's a bit like catchphrase. You say what you see, what you hear. And it's those off-the-wall things that, that sort of give a proof to a person. It's something that's so random that you couldn't have got that by any other means. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are the gems of, of my psychic life, you know, the things that I've given people like that, and, and then you get a connection with them. You know, you, you really do feel it, that link between you, you know, and that living person and their, their you know, their relative that's past the spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what's yeah, it's quite emotional in my mind. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not a good actor, but, yes, it does, it affects yeah, me even now thinking actor. about it. Yeah, but No, uh, I'm not. <laughs> You've seen the film then. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting oh, is I've, uh, you know, obviously I know Andrew very well. We've spent many times together. And uh, I've challenged Andrew on a number of occasions to go on then give me a reading. And, and what's the only thing I've ever given you? Uh, there was a man with a piece of straw in his mouth upstairs in our room. There you go. No, the, the one thing that I've given you right the way through, and I still see it now when I'm with you, is this guy climbing up a pipe on a ladder. Oh, him. It could be. It could be a ship's mast or something like that. There's a metal ladder inside the pipe, and there's somebody climbing up that pipe. Wasn't and that's a man? It was a monkey. No, it's a man. It's not monkey. You're not. Well, I know you're related to the monkeys, sort of Darwin theory and all that, but it's more recent than that, I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not claiming that you're descended from the monkeys. I think we know that. 
yeah. you, you a bit more closer than the rest of us. But So I actually have a couple of questions. First of all, Steve, when you come over, I'll be happy to give you a reading. That would be my oh, pleasure. I look forward to it. Okay. And second of all, uh, Andrew, do you still have that artistic ability of your mother? Yes, yeah. I still I'm, use it I, now. I, well, it, I'm going to butt in here and answer on his behalf. Absolutely yeah, go on. does. Um, and I've seen many of Andrew's works of art and his model making. And um, it's not something that I, I don't think he even uh, talks about very often, but it is an exceptionally high standard. So this, this could be a very good piece for our He's a crap show. psychic artist, though. No, he's That's a crap a, psychic <laughs> artist. Well, we don't know. We'll take a, we'll take a there's piece only mo- There's only so many matchstick men you can draw in top hats, and so they jack the ripper, really. That's isn't okay. There, so. That's okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to use this in, in our live show now. This is uh, – I've got my wheels turning here, and, oh, and this is God. going to be quite the show. Well, we, we, could, we could hear grinding, Ron, yeah. We could definitely hear something grinding. I thought it was my arthritis. No, no, that's all right. But we, <laughs> that's why I told you I didn't want you to get near him, but that's, uh, you know, he'll corrupt your little mind. <laughs> what am I getting the blame for now? No, in terms of artistic ability um, in spades, one of the things he might not be, you know, I, I, I'm more than happy for Andrew to tell the world he's psychic. I, I, uh, I have no reason to doubt him. I have no reason to support that claim either. But in terms of his artistic ability, um, absolutely, I've seen evidence after evidence after evidence. In fact, his, uh, not just his artistic ability, I would say his model-making skills uh, rival some of the best. Andrew has, uh, over the years, from scratch, out of nothing but cardboard and paper, uh, made some fantastic scale uh, aeroplanes. Um, really? Absolutely. And do you know what? Uh, not just aeroplanes, buildings as well, but in particular uh, uh, aeroplanes, which, which he, he... Well, uh, you've got picked. to in your study there, Steve. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, that, yeah, say, on, on, on temporary uh, custody for the boys. But yeah, the quality is astounding. And to think that these are made of paper and cardboard, you would never know. Uh, you really wouldn't. They're, they're down to the finest detail. I just want to say that when I I was a child, I used to make castles out of paper, so I I have that same ability. Did you get help for that, Ron? Oh, yeah, of course. You you had therapy for that, yeah. Yeah. I used to make projectiles by rolling up bits of paper and then flicking them with an elastic band. That was about the level of my skill. Yeah, that works too. So anyways, uh, I want to talk to Andrew again about a a particular case that just came to my attention, and I wonder if he had ever heard... Uh, of anything like this uh, it's about a young child who is in conversation with a, a spirit in a particular room and the spirit is given the child codes uh, these are symbols that will be and the, the, the story is that once the child has all the codes then it will open the door to release the spirits that are stuck in the house. Uh, have you ever heard anything like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those sort of age-old stories that does the rounds. You hear all sorts sort of corruptions on it. He's got to carry out various practices or no, do Hollywood certain film. procedures. And... That's what I said. Yeah? That's enough. Sorry. Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> go, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, but basically, yeah, you know, the stories keep coming around. You know, now it's codes, it's computer codes we're hearing, he's got to enter these in. and So, yeah, I don't know exactly. I think perhaps children are immersed in that sort of 
uh, digital realm now a lot well we never had it when we were children so i think things were more raw they were more real and we felt you know uh, I, I don't know a more true connection you know now, now children are, they're immersed in this digital existence and, and that seems to take over from the real life for a lot of children so so, so I, I, I worry about that yeah, but but going on the line that say say that there is truth in this and and that yeah yeah the, the child is uh, it has meaning mystic ability would a spirit use something that the child is familiar with to connect with them very possibly um, yeah I mean obviously I've, I've explained about my own mother and yes she mm-hmm. came to learn me to draw I'm certain of that. But that wasn't to unlock anything. You know, if we're talking of unlocking spirits, releasing spirits within a property, within a, a location, um, we, we, we sort of should drag in the expert Fred back, really, because it sounds a bit like <laughs> demons. And things. So we, need, we need an expert demonologist on the show for that one, I think. Oh, okay. No I, no, I was just curious because this this came to me. I mean, okay. I, I made my own answer to it, but... Uh, I yeah, was... yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm not... It's not something that I'm... I don't know, because with the technology now and things today, but I just think children, you know, we were stuck with the books that we had with our, with our experience as children, and we had to work within the parameters. Of that. And, and if something came into that that was totally alien and untoward, it was more glaringly obvious. Children today, are, well, they, they, we say they grow up younger. I think they're mollycoddled. They're nowhere near the, the sort of, you know, the, the sort of capacity that we had as children. Uh, they're, you know, blatantly, I'm going to say they're weaker. And I think they're influenced by the, all these these influences from across the web and, and, you know, the internet and the digital scheme of things. This is where a lot of children live their lives. And I, I worry a lot that they're connecting with things through that. Not spiritual entities, just connecting with the device, with the ghost in the machine almost. Okay, I was curious about that. That's all. It, it just came to me. My first comment was same as Steve. Sounds like a Hollywood uh, movie. Yeah, it, it does sound like a movie. Can, can I just say one thing? Because, I mean, Steve's been oh, very, very good to me tonight. He's bigged me up totally. Can I just say that, you know, I have no reason to doubt that he, has, he isn't a paranormal investigator. He's never given me any cause to doubt that. And, <laughs> you know, if that's what he says it is, I'm quite prepared to go along with that. Are you really? The fact that he drives a very silly, girly car is neither here nor there. Oh, uh, no. Well, it's perfectly legal in the United States, so don't worry about it. What, to, to drive a Fiat 500? Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, they have a certain cool chic about them. Uh, we have a, que- we have a, a comment in the chat. It's not a bath, though. No, it's not a bath. Uh, we no, have it a, isn't. <laughs> we have a, it is if you turn it upside down and fill it with water. Uh, it would be. We have a suggestion from the chat room. Uh, we have lots of suggestions in the chat room, but this is one that's uh, readable. Uh, how, about we, how about we get a psychic in the UK and another in the US to read each other? That's dumb. There you go. That, well, yeah, I mean... What's the purpose of it? Well, uh, well, I was going to say, you know, given given the internet these days, as Andrew's pointed out, you know, there isn't much that you couldn't find out about each other and, and do a... Um, you know, padded out with a little bit of uh, the usual psychic flannel uh, that they come out with. Yes, I, I'm I, getting I, I, the I name J J John Joan Julian. Ah, Samuel, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Karen, though, isn't it? I'm seeing a, um, I'm seeing a mother or, or, or a mother figure. Or, or is it's female. 
uh, female. Yes, yeah, definitely female, but it, it it's, could, it's could be a priest. It's mother. in a dress. It could be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it could be lesbian, gay, and transgender. But um, I, you're going to get I, all I, those people now on the chat rooms, aren't you? Well, they, no, no, they're all too busy getting married at the moment. But, oh, they, um, I thought, they, yeah, this is it. They've got the freedom to get married now, so they're all out like, doing that. Let's let's go on to spirit guides because, you know, Derek has uh, famous Sam. Um, well, which yeah. Is, yeah, well, Derek loves Sam too. Um, and despite several, if we know, we know, uh, fanboy, um, despite... <laughs> What's your thought? I know. I think. Do you still have your psychic guide, Andy? And what's your thought I've on? Still got Hannah there. On psychic yeah. guide, and and then a follow-up question is: Why are they always bloody red Indians? No, well, they're, they're not. not. That's, that's yes, not in my case. Oh, oh please, go no, back to psychicism. There's more Native American spirit guides. Yeah, red red clad healing circle. I remember being, being given a card for that as a teenager. Somebody saw spirits around me. And they suggested I visit it. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I mean, my spirit guide, you know, it's Hannah. Um, she's never been anything more than that girl that I connected with, and she's nearly 10, or she's 10 next birthday. That's what she tells me. But I don't get this thing that she's sort of sort of screening this this i don't know this this eastern tribesman or as you say this red indian it's just plain and simple there's this little girl there i'm not sure and that's sure. all i've ever had I, th- I think we should issue a disclaimer and a political correctness statement here <laughs> that the term red indian is actually uh, uh the term used by spiritualists it's a very old term for for native americans and probably a very derogatory term but we're using it in is class- that right? I mean, I'll, I'll apologize for that yeah, no, using- I, I grew i grew up playing cowboys and indians so what the hell yeah but i mean uh, just a, just a, saying a Native American Indian, then. Can in, I say in, that? In, con, in context, the the the, the 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 it was done to define uh, the Indian subcontinent, the natives of the Indian subcontinent, yeah. Yeah. Um, from the Native Americans, who because Columbus went the wrong way round and thought he'd already discovered India, when in fact he discovered America. God help us all. Um, that we back then spiritually. He could have falsified the map, couldn't he? And we'd have right. all been a lot better off, perhaps. I don't know, you know. So. Well, if he'd aimed a bit lower, he could have missed America completely and actually discovered Africa. Yeah. Now, that would have uh, been interesting. You know, you know what's interesting? Yes. I, I used to have a, a uh, Indian uh, a spirit guide as well, but uh, unfortunately, yeah. he got outsourced, and now I have an Indian, Indian spirit guide from uh, Peck, uh, Delhi or someplace. Yeah, is that is that a psychic call center then? Now, yeah, it's a call center. Yes, now. probably. Yeah. 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 yeah, is it Talk Talk? Because they usually run yeah. from there. I think. Yeah, the name's John. Yeah, my works name's for My name's John. Does he work for AT and T? Does he watch Coronation Street regularly? Uh huh. And report hey. back to English callers on it. Hey, no, well, do no, you, obviously, you're gone. Do you know? The only time, you know, alcohol is is barred from the uh, the uh, House of Parliament there in in the UK. Pardon? Uh, you heard me. <laughs> Pardon? When? No, hang on a minute. Where did the Where did America get that serious misperception from? No, no, it was it, a, it it was a screenshot on Facebook. It, it is only allowed on one particular time, and do you know when that is? Yeah, every day between twenty. No, oh, yeah. no. It's, it's a, you're allowed to drink. You're allowed to have a drink in Parliament between the hours of zero zero one o'clock in the morning and twenty three fifty nine. Three fifty nine. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. They only drink alcohol is when they announce a budget. What planet are you on? <laughs> do you know? Do you know how much alcohol our members of Parliament consume on an annual basis? Yeah, but not legally. 
Yeah, entirely. They have a subsidised bar uh, in there. That's, that's the thing. That's the alcohol in the bar that stops it falling into the Thames. I think. Yeah, they have their own. Yeah, I. I think it was over. It was over a quarter of a million pounds worth of champagne last year that the buggers got through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but don't know. Get the House of Parliament. Huh? That was not in the House. Yes, it was. No. They have the members' bar. There's uh, a bar on the terrace. There's a bar on the terrace outside. But there's not a in bar the on the house. House. There is a bar inside in the, the chamber. House. You, well, obviously no, not, not in the chamber. They haven't got beer pumps on, no, on the speaker's what, chair. I, th- I, th- I think what Ron's alluding to is the fact that the Chancellor traditionally has a gla- uh, yes. glass of whiskey yes. whilst yes. doing yeah. the, the, budget. The, yeah. the budget. Because normally the budget speech tends to go on for about three weeks. But nowadays, because the way modern politics works, he's got no need to go on for more than about 30 seconds because he's leaked everything in the entire week beforehand. <laughs> OK. Except so Americans also realise that, that Black Rod doesn't turn up every day and knock on the door to admit the Queen and things like that, or do they think Get that happens daily? Well the, queen, well, the, well, the Queen pops around every evening for, for you know, a glass of something well, on the up, and she... catch, catch up with Cameron and... Hello, Cass. Queen here. <laughs> Philip and I have popped round for a snifter. Wow! Now, now there's a now there's a British term you 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 won't you may hear in uh, Downton Abbey, so a term you'll be familiar with a snifter, which is um, a a, a an, drink a drink after you know after a meal an alcoholic let's, drink. Yeah, let's go for a snifter. There you go. If anybody knows the origin of that expression, well, we had our tea party here at Blickling last week on the Tuesday afternoon. So actually, a week ago exactly, and we were we were drinking our pims with the strawberries and the cucumber in it, and lots of little cakes and sandwiches. So it was very oh, pleasant. How pleasant! Yeah, it's very nice. The National Trust treated us to that one. So very nice. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes. So in the last two minutes, how can people get hold of you, and how can people? Oh, they can they can reach me at ghostproject.com. The letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Oh, you uh, weren't asking me? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I was actually asking you, but I was, you know, we'll do it in reverse order. As I said before, you have a regular Facebook rant each morning, which is which can be quite entertaining and also informative. Um, so uh, people might want to go for, go to you for readings as well, you know, if they're misguided enough to want a psychic reading, then and they're out in <laughs> Norfolk. So, so how is they're it that they, desperate. Do you have your own website? Do you have your own uh, PA? The website, I'm not, I'm not using the website at all at the moment. As I say, I'm working on these new projects with Neil. Hopefully you'll get him on as a guest quite soon. And uh, we're going to do a couple of joint projects, hopefully, this winter. Excellent. So they can get they can get me on my Facebook page at the minute, which is Andrew Taylor and then Bomber at the back of it, which is obviously what I'm going out of, so... There you go. So, Amazing. Ron, in the last 45 seconds, how are the Spirit Quest tickets going, and have we got any left for the people to buy? Of course, if they're interested, which is going to be really, really interesting yeah, this we're year. we're going to burn a witch this year, aren't we? Getting, it's getting I'm really witchy. Mm-hmm. We're going to burn I'm a witch. I'm not coming. You should I'm coming come. next year. Oh, great. Next year I will come. I'm promising I'll come next year. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, no, he's not. It would. We, we, we could do it live then. And in I, know, I got a place I can put you up to. You'd just love it. Shut up. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds interesting. Not a chance. <laughs> Anyways, we got. I could do with a year off. <laughs> we'll go when together. You, wait a minute. When do you really work? Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's oh. what I thought. Oh, oh there you go.
Two minutes. The pizza. There's, yeah, there's the pizza bell. When do I work? Um, I uh, well, um, see, let me think see, about it. <laughs> Define. Oh, wait a minute. Um, uh, well, see, my wife works. Does that count? No. Well, let's let's run this. Let's let's reverse the question. How long is it that you and Maureen have been writing the follow-up book to Ghost Chronicles? Oh, but I like. You're stuff that you just drag off the internet. Hang on, I was nah. actually stuff that we have to uh, create. Okay, uh, so in, in the last two stories, in the last two years that you've which I'm, been, I'm writing tonight, by the way, thank you. In much. the last two years that you've been cobbling this book together, do you know, like, I, I've written three. Yeah, anybody can write yeah. books. And there's only one of me. Get that? It's all facts. Anybody oh, can read fat yeah. books. That's crap like most boring, ridiculous stuff. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah, you see, the so thing open with up a phys- book, physics book, copy a couple pages from that, then open up a chemistry book, copy a couple pages from yeah, that, yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. say something witty, and there you go. Yeah, and of course you create you've read Steve's latest book then. Yeah, and create <laughs> and create all of the infrasound research. Yeah, infrasound research. Yep. Yeah, infrasound research. Without yeah. ever leaving it, without ever leaving his office, office, he creates all his research. Really? that happens. He never it, leaves his office. Andrew, huh? thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really appreciate it. It's been, a, it, it's, it's, been it's been enlightened to to speak to someone who <laughs> uh, actually never mind, dress yourself. Yeah, yeah, dress yourself. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that works. <laughs> So thank you very much, and we will be in touch because I am gonna. I, I really want to pursue this live thing. So that uh, sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, thank you very much, Stephen Parsons. Yeah, thanks always, for having me. Always a pleasure. Next week's show. Next week's show, we'll be doing cross dressing and spiritual. Oh, no, how will it be any different than this week's show? Not really. Okay, there you go. So that's it. There's the tunes, which we got to go. Anyways, you listen. You have been listening to Ghost Chronicles International. <laughs> and all we can Ghost. do is apologize. But, and we do apologize for that, of course. And we'll be back next week, whether you want us to or not. So uh, there you go. Good night. God bless. And cheerio, whatever that Bye-bye. means. What the hell is cheerio mean? to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. <laughs>